welcome to Realign With Your Purpose. I'm Josie Smith, a mindset and strategy coach for aspiring entrepreneurs and women who just know that they're made for more. I'm a speaker, writer, and content creator obsessed with personal growth. I'm an Enneagram 8 and a strong, sassy single mom of teens here to show you that building the dream life is possible for anyone who's willing to put in the work and invest in themselves. My true purpose here is to help you reconnect with yourself so you can realign with your purpose and reignite your dreams. Also, I want to let you know, you're going to hear some language in some of these episodes, both from me and from my guests. It's important to me that everyone who comes on and shares their story, their message, and their expertise has full permission to be fully who they are, to speak how they speak, and to share the content they're here to share. So nobody's going to be filtered or censored on this podcast. So if you have small kids around and you're bothered by spicy language or mature content, go ahead and grab your headphones before we get started because we're digging into all of it and we're not holding back. Are you ready? Let's do it. Before I start on today's episode, I want to add a disclaimer. Today's topic may be a little bit triggering to some people, and it is not in any way intended to be a substitute for professional counseling or coaching. I am not a licensed therapist, so if you recognize that certain things come up for you in listening to this conversation today that are hard to deal with, please reach out to a licensed therapist or find a reputable coach who specializes in these areas. And if you don't know anyone, feel free to reach out to me and I can give you some recommendations. All right, with that said, let's get into the episode. The person you are today, the way you show up in the world, the identities you've taken on, how you respond to challenges and how you engage with your successes are all directly related to the stories you learned and the messages you received as a child about yourself and about the world and about other people and about your place in all of it. And none of us make it to adulthood completely unscathed. None of us make it to adulthood without picking up some sort of message about ourselves, something we tell ourselves and believe about ourselves that's likely rooted in some level of trauma. Now, when I say the word trauma, it's easy to immediately think of the very obvious things that you would think of as trauma, things like like abuse or growing up in a violent home, like sexual assault, like extreme, extreme poverty. Those things are very obviously extremely traumatic. But trauma can also be much smaller. 
and it can fly under the radar and go undetected. And it can be much more difficult to recognize sometimes for what it is. And so I want to give you the freedom from the beginning here. If trauma feels like too big of a word for you to define something you experienced in your life, that's okay. Use whatever word feels in alignment for you. Maybe it feels more comfortable to say you experienced a specific challenge or just that you had pain around a certain message you were exposed to or a certain experience you had. It's okay to use whatever term feels right to you. What's important is to recognize what's there and to recognize it for what it is. Because the messages we received as kids and the messages we told ourselves as kids shaped how we would show up in the world as adults. It shaped how we would show up in our relationships, in our businesses, in our careers, in our families, as parents, as partners. And because there's no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect parent, even parents who are doing everything in their power to break generational cycles that they grew up in, that their parents grew up in, that their parents' parents grew up in, even those parents, the cycle breakers, even they aren't perfect all the time. And if you are a parent, you know this. You know you're not perfect. You know there have been times when if you could go back and undo something you said or change something you did or a certain choice that you made, you know that if you could go back and change certain things, that there are things you would have done differently or said differently. And as I say this, I'm betting something specific came directly to mind for you so you understand. And these things we experience, whether you label them as trauma or challenges or difficulties or painful events or even just something that was confusing to you and you didn't know how to even articulate how you felt about it, these things we experience, they shape how we write our own life story, how we create our identity, our money story, our body image story, our parenting story, our success story, our story around self-worth. And there are three very important pieces in breaking free from these stories we created out of the trauma and rewriting them from a place of freedom and confidence. But unfortunately, the way most people attempt to change these stories is that they first try to override them. They start from the end. They go through the process backwards, and it looks a little bit like this. When we first notice something about our life that we don't like, a habit or a mindset or a pattern or something that just keeps playing on repeat over and over in our life, even though it's not something we actually want in our life, the very first thing the world teaches us to do is to simply override it. At this point of the journey, we may not even be fully aware of or fully conscious of the roots of these things. We may not even fully understand where they started. And the message that the world teaches us is to simply create a better story, create a better habit, create a different pattern and break the old one, to identify what isn't working, to define it, and then replace it. 
And a lot of us, we do that and we stop there because on paper, it works. From the outside looking in, it works. If we're disciplined and we're consistent and we're dedicated, it works. But this is just a results-focused approach and a results-focused outcome. And the fact that it works only means that it looks like it works. But there's a disconnect and a constant struggle because your internal world, the things that you're feeling about the things you're doing, isn't in alignment with your external world, what you're actually doing. And so every time you engage in the building of a new habit and the maintaining of a new habit, you're constantly fighting an uphill battle against the stories and the identity and the messages that you spent years incorporating into the person that you are. And that's why it's so hard to build new habits and stick with them because there's a disconnect between the new habit and the old identity. There's a disconnect between the identity you constructed around who you are, around what you do, around what certain things mean to you, and the new habit you're trying to build that's a direct contradiction to that identity. And so one of two things happens. Either you end up giving up and not sticking with the habits you've tried so hard to create, and then in giving up, you go on and add the label of failure to an already broken identity. Or if you're the type of person who can barrel through life and battle through challenges and stick to things, even when they're super hard and feel impossible, then that's what you do. It becomes a practice of discipline. You go through the motions, you go through the challenge or continuously acting as though you have this one identity, the identity that you want to have, while internally you continue to fight against this other identity you spent a lifetime building through the things you experienced and the messages you were told and the stories that you believed. And that, while it might look good on the outside and you might get the applause and the accolades, that is a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for stress and anxiety and, and even real legitimate health problems. But this is where a lot of people stop. This is where a lot of people stay stuck, either in the cycle of trying to incorporate new habits and failing or in plowing through and burning out. But those who recognize that there's more, those who decide to try and look deeper and find the source of the messages that they see are not in alignment with the life and the identity that they're trying to build, maybe they take the next step and decide to work with a therapist or hire a coach or even just read a bunch of books on personal growth and self-development. And many times then they find themselves on a forgiveness journey. And the forgiveness journey looks a little like this. You start by identifying the messages you believe about yourself today, the habits that you've developed that aren't serving you today, the coping mechanisms you use when life gets challenging. And sometimes these things are buried so deep because you spent so much time just going through the motions that they're hard to identify. So you start with what in your life isn't working. Do you have money problems? Do you struggle with your body image? Do you 
find yourself losing your temper with your kids more often than you'd like to admit? Do you have health problems that you can identify are directly related to certain choices that you're making? Do you hate your job or where you live or does your house feel like a disaster and you can't seem to get it under control? Do you have unhealthy addictions or do you struggle with depression or anxiety or just feelings of overwhelm all the time but you can't really put your finger on where it's coming from? Identify the things that aren't working in your life and then create some space for yourself to think back as far as you can remember and see if you can find the very first time in your life when that message, that challenge, that struggle first showed up for you. Maybe it was a message you received as a young child around money. Maybe you grew up in a home where money was a struggle, where you rarely got new clothes and what you did have was worn out or it didn't fit right or where you never knew if there would be food in the fridge from day to day. Maybe you always knew when it was payday in your house because that was the day you had food in the fridge. But as the next two weeks passed by, the food started to get more and more scarce until the next payday. Or maybe you grew up in a home where you pretty much got whatever you wanted and your parents went into debt to give you everything they thought you wanted. Or maybe you grew up with a message around your weight. Maybe you grew up being told or being made to feel like you were overweight. Or maybe you grew up with a message around your value and your worth being tied to your accomplishments, either your accomplishments in school, your grades or your report card, or your involvement in extracurricular activities or sports. Maybe you grew up thinking that your worth was directly linked to how you perform. Or maybe, taking it a level deeper, maybe you grew up with a parent who was narcissistic or abusive or was an addict, and maybe that led to certain coping mechanisms or shaped how you related to other people and built relationships. And depending on what it is you're looking at, your first memory may not be of you specifically dealing with the issue, but of you witnessing someone like a parent dealing with the issue. Now, many times when you reach this part of the journey, a common method of trying to overcome the trauma of the past or of trying to reframe the messages from the past involves a practice of looking at the situation from the perspective of the other person and recognizing where many times the other person was simply functioning as a product of the stories and the circumstances that they were raised with. And that many times, not all the time, but many times they were doing the best they could with what they had, with what they had learned and with what they knew. And we can do this because, as I mentioned in the beginning, if you're a parent, you know there have been times when you've done something you wish you hadn't done or reacted in a way you wish you hadn't reacted in or said something out of frustration or anger that you wish you hadn't said. And you know that deep down, you didn't actually mean for it to play out the way it ultimately played out. And there are a lot of practices that people have been led through to work through this from a forgiveness perspective. One being simply visualizing yourself stepping into their shoes and understanding their motives, understanding their fears, or having empathy for the other person. 
Sometimes you'll be led to write a letter to the other person, acknowledging your understanding of these things and forgiving them. And whether you end up sending that letter or not, most of the time you don't, it's symbolic of forgiveness and of moving on. And sometimes this symbolism goes even a step further. You have a whole ceremony around burning the letters, which really symbolizes releasing the other person from that pain or that struggle that they caused you to go through. And from the few people that make it from the step of just trying to build new habits to override the old messages, to stepping into this dynamic of forgiveness and letting go. The unfortunate piece of this process is that a lot of times you end up bypassing your own feelings in an attempt to forgive the other person or people. You end up, instead of allowing yourself to step back into whatever it was you felt at the time, instead of allowing yourself to feel the pain of stepping back into that part of your story, you step into the other person's story and identify with them. Because you're told you're only a victim if you allow yourself to be. And you don't want those feelings of feeling like being victimized because you definitely don't want to take on the identity of a victim. So you deny your feelings and instead focus on forgiving the other person and letting it go. But those feelings you had, you can't override them or erase them by forgiving the other person. They became so much a part of your identity that they are controlling how you show up in the world today, how you respond to circumstances in your life, how you create circumstances in your life. And every time you feel something coming up, you immediately go back to forgiveness. You go back to releasing the other person. And it feels beautiful and it feels righteous because forgiveness is hard. But the deeper problem is every time you forgive the other person without allowing yourself to acknowledge your own feelings, you push yourself and your feelings deeper and deeper down inside of you to the point that it makes it harder and harder to truly heal from it. And it continues to subconsciously control you, except now it's pushed so far deep down that you've convinced yourself that it's not a part of you. It can't possibly still be a part of you because you've done the super hard work of forgiving. And so to get to a point after this part of the journey where you recognize that there might actually be more work to do is hard. Because what more could there possibly be? What else could you possibly do? See, there's another piece of this journey that most people, coaches and counselors and therapists included, forget. The piece of the journey that's almost always neglected is the healing part of the journey. This is the part of the journey where you allow yourself to feel whatever it was you felt and allow yourself to experience whatever it was you experienced. Similarly to how you stepped into the shoes of the other person in the story, you're going to actually go back and step into your own shoes except you're going to step into your own shoes as the version of you that you were at the time these things happened. The events, the messages, the experiences, all of it. And in this part of the journey, 
It doesn't matter that the other person brought their own pain and their own experiences and their own struggles to the table. And it doesn't matter that the other person didn't mean what they said or didn't intentionally do what they did or didn't understand the message they were unintentionally sending you. What matters is what you felt, what you experienced, and what any or all of that meant to you. Have a conversation with the younger version of yourself. Take her on a walk. Ask her questions. And then be quiet because she will answer. If you give her enough time and enough space, she will answer because she is you. She still lives inside of you. She is still a part of you. She's in there. And whether you recognize it or not, she's actually running the show. The stories and the messages she took on are running the subconscious programming that's running your life, that's influencing your choices and your behaviors and your mindset and your habits. So let her talk to you and listen to her. And depending on where she is emotionally, you can reassure her. Tell her the things she needed to hear that she was never told. And sometimes she just needs the space to feel, to bring the feelings to the surface, to acknowledge what's in there, to validate her fears and her anger and her sadness and her pain. Give her space to do that. A couple of things to know about this piece of the journey. This does not invalidate the forgiveness piece. What it does is it gives you an equal voice and it allows you to both heal and forgive and make the real life changes that allow you to step into the identity that you get to create for yourself and not the identity that was built for you because of the stories you were told and the experiences you went through that had that you had no control over. The challenge is the deeper down the forgiveness journey you go before you take the healing journey, meaning the more you focus on the experience of the other person before you allow yourself to address your own experience, the harder it becomes to find your voice. Because the more you give the other person a voice without honoring your own, the more you make this about the other person and the less you make it about yourself. So if you're finding yourself at the beginning of this journey, like all the way at the beginning of this journey where you're just trying to overwrite the stories and overwrite messages and create better habits and do different things, and you're seeing that that's not working because either you keep giving up and feeling like a failure or you're constantly feeling like you're fight fighting against the tide or pushing a boulder up a hill and you're getting tired and you're on the verge of a burnout and you're ready to try something different. You're ready to actually make a change, a real change, a lasting change to write a new story for yourself and your family and to do it in a way that breaks the cycles and creates a freer future for yourself, for your family, for your children and does it at an identity level. Like it allows you to rewrite the story all the way down to the core of who you are. Don't try to start from the top. Start with you. Start by giving yourself a voice. Because once you do that, once you give yourself what you needed, 
it becomes much easier to walk the forgiveness journey and much, much easier to make the lasting changes in your life that you're fighting an uphill battle right now to try and make, to override the old stories and create new ones. And I want to reiterate what I said in the beginning. I am not a licensed therapist. If this has stirred up anything for you that feels really, really heavy or really, really hard, don't try to take this journey alone. This podcast is definitely not intended to be a substitute for professional counseling or coaching. So if you recognize that you need some support around anything that might have come up for you in listening today, please reach out to a licensed therapist or find a reputable coach who specializes in the areas that you're struggling in. And if you don't know anyone, feel free to reach out and I can try and give you some recommendations. Thanks for tuning in to Realign With Your Purpose. My intention is that the messages I share here in this podcast help you experience a mindset shift as well as actual transformation and growth. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend so they can experience the growth and transformation that you found in these messages. Or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for spreading the message and encouraging everyone to believe in themselves and their dreams. And it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give the podcast a five-star rating wherever you listen. And if you can, write a little review. These ratings and reviews are everything to podcasters. And they help me to be able to continue to show up week after week with messages like the one I shared today and to do so at no cost to my listeners. And as a thank you for writing out a review, if you write out a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, screenshot that review and send it to my DMs. I'll send you a free gift. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, Send me a DM about that too, because I would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you. As always, it's been an honor to share this time with you today. And until next time, you got this. <laughs>